Hi there, welcome to Typical Books. I'm Lydia Peaver, and this is the podcast mirror of my YouTube show, Typical Books, where we talk about horror fiction. So, on with the show. People still... No! <coughs> Wrong! People live still in Cashtown Corners, which I actually mix up all the time. Do people still live in Cashtown Corners? I don't know why. Just don't make that mistake. It's a typical book. People Live Still in Cashtown Corners by Tony Burgess Bob Clark owns a self-serve in Cashtown Corners. It's the only business there, and Bob is the only resident. He's never been comfortable around other people until he starts to kill them. And murder, Bob soon discovers, is magic. People Still Live in Cashtown Corners is Bob's account of a tragedy we all thought was senseless. It is a fascinating book, and it is printed on softy soft paper, weird matte, but bumpy embossed there, which makes it super interesting, and not at all a typical book. It's printed in a strange size, too. I do love cheesing publications in that they seem to really wrap the production of the book around the story and the author, too. So the look of the book can reflect a lot to do with what's going on inside and what the author's like. By Cheesing Publications in Toronto, Canada. You can find them at cheesingpub.com and you'll recognize them as the author of Pontypool Changes Everything, the zombie film with no zombies in it uh, called Pontypool. Uh, he wrote the screenplay as well. A wonderful film, and that's what turned me on to Mr. Burgess. And I actually have been present at some cheesing events and read at some of the cheese series reading series that hits Vancouver, Toronto, and Ottawa. I believe it's monthly in Toronto. Not sure about Vancouver, but here we have it every three months. And there's another one coming up for Halloween. I'll be judging a scary story reading contest. We're looking for entries right now. There's more information on the cheeseries.com website. There will be judges, including myself in Ottawa Horror and the Haunted Walk Ottawa as well. The thing I love the most about this is that it's like a true crime and it's written almost with like a detective point of view from the killer's point of view. Um, but he includes these beautiful crime scene photos, which if you're a fan of, you know, true crime, Helter Skelter was one of my favorite books as a child. <laughs> Sounds so wrong. It's the, it's the calm, cool collectedness that goes on in these pages that scares me the most. If you've seen the film Maniac, you'll have an idea of that strange calm that goes on, because it's in that first person and it does show in the mirror shots and things like that how calm he looks. This is how calm he thinks. It's so terrible. The white of the eyes clouding up pink. She stiffens and I just keep the pressure on. I'm pretty sure that's it for her but I hold on for a while. That's it. Sweat is falling from my face like cluster flies down a cold winter window. The drops bomb her back and stain her shirt. I sit up on her and lean back to swing the door shut. In the dark, I move my legs down, wiggling my hips to the flatter part of her back where it's more comfortable. I guess I'm waiting for something. While I was killing her, I felt pretty sure I was completely losing control of myself. I thought that once she died, I was just going to start pulling her body apart and filling the whole van with blood and guts. I even thought I'd eat some of her and cover myself in gore. 
It's a feeling that got hold of me and carried me right through to the finish, but now I sit here on top of her, and I'm definitely not going to do any of that. If pushed, I wouldn't object to it, but the wild need of it seems to have just calmly stepped aside. I sit on her. Her warm sides fill the floor around me, and I feel very comfortable. My mind isn't snapped or anything. I'm not particularly afraid of what I've done, even though I do know that now, whatever happens at some point down the road, I'm going to have to listen to someone tell me what I've done. That isn't a very nice thought. However, it isn't what's happening now. I'm sitting on top of her soft body, and I stay like this for quite a while. It's so calm, and that doesn't let up. There are some extremely vicious parts. That isn't that, that, that was nothing compared to some of the viciousness that goes on in there, and it's also nothing compared to some of the stoic, quiet, serene, insightful moments that the killer has. It's not only the crime scene photos in this, and the fact that Cashtown Corners exists, and the fact that the author lives near there, near Stainer, I believe it is, if you know Ontario well. Um, Cashtown Corners does exist. The people and events as portrayed here, however, are fictitious. Except for Charlie. Which is brilliant. Charlie Baker, I believe, is a teacher that sees, uh, can identify Bob, and uh, he exists as well as Cashtown Corners. I'd like to take a road trip there, get some photos, hang out, you know, try and recreate the crime scene photos, because it seems pretty harmless. It looks like photos you could take from the roadside. It hits close to home, having grown up in small-town Ontario, and having grown up in small-town Ontario uh, in a murder house, and then later on down the road from a different murder house, and then having had a really horrific murder-suicide shooting go down, in a truck stop nearby. So I know how this sort of event would play out in a small town. I have a good idea. And I have a good idea of how people could snap living in a small town like this too. It's horrific. It's very, very scary. It's a highly recommended entry point to cheesing as well if you haven't bought anything from a smaller press in quite some time or looking for some Canadiana. One thing it taught me is to be clear and concise in what is coming from your head to your paper even though it doesn't always makes sense. Some of the sentences don't fit here when you place them end to end. Some of them don't make any sense. When you're reading them from the viewpoint of the skewed narrator that we have, it does all make sense and that is how things would be coming out of his own mind jumbled. So they're ending up in the paper in a seemingly jumbled way that when you read them it all makes perfect sense and it becomes this really cohesive and clear narrative even though grammatically maybe these things don't make sense. That's why it's another Good reason to read this book end-to-end -end in one sitting so that you don't come out of that headspace that he puts you in with the first few sentences because it takes a little bit to get into the flow. It takes those few sentences that are really choppy at the beginning. The beginning is a little choppy, but it takes that. And upon rereading it, I realize why that's done. It's really to grab your attention and suck you in. It is a typical book. If you enjoyed The Film Maniac, enjoyed The Devil's Rejects, if you enjoy that bird's eye view of the killer 1395 us i bought this at a cheese series event a cheesy reading event you can order them online and check out most major brick and mortar bookstores carry them such as chapters this is one of the books that i would love to see made into a film it'd be extremely hard to capture the feeling though and of course mr burgess would have to do the screenplay and it would have to be treated a lot like Pontypool so that people actually get it and it's not something that's derived from the book that it's actual 
you know, a film made of the book. And I don't know what others would have to say about it, but I'd love to see someone like Rob Zombie do it because he does a good job with that um, point of view of the killer, sympathizing with the killer kind of thing, and you really need that here. Um, Aja would be another another shoe in. You can also read my review of this on DreadfulTales.com where I explain a little bit of the uh, mind frame I was in while reading it, which I think enhances the experience. So don't read this when you're all calm and happy. Read it when you're all tense and messed up. Helps. Murder is magic. That is the theme. That is the whole plot. Basically, murder is magic. Murder, murder is magic, mental magic. It's a beautiful book and a strange book and a warped book. And it's the sort of book that makes you sit back afterward and go, Oh my God, should I have read that? People live still in Cashtown Corners. It's a typical book. If you are looking for something new to read, some insight or reviews of horror you have read, or even talk from a writer's perspective, I hope you enjoy this little show. Feel free to check out the YouTube version by searching Typical Books, or visit me at LydiaPeaver.ca. Thank you, and have a dark, devious day.